Welcome to episode two of Hanging with Jay. Oh, I'm so excited. I have a lot more energy today. And that's a little weird because I'm actually I'm actually sick. I got sick since the last episode. Um, I'm feeling kind of lethargic, but you know that this too shall pass. You know, that it just it is what it is. Um Let's see. So there's been, there's some updates. We've got a great episode. We're going to go over some updates. We're going to go over uh, some things that I've been thinking about and over some of the things that I just kind of want to talk about. I hope you guys are having a great and fantastic day. If not, thanks for coming and hanging out. Uh, if you are, thanks for coming and hanging out. Let's get into it. So this week, let's see. So the first episode dropped on Monday. It went live on Monday on YouTube, and I was able to, in the last episode, we talked about how I did not know how to separate out the audio from the video so that I could just post uh, the audio version on, like, Spotify and, uh, like, Apple Podcasts. Well, almost immediately, I'm just going to say YouTube University for the win. Yes, baby. Like for real. So I just got on there and I typed it in like how to separate audio from visual and immediately it popped up and it was like, oh, for podcasts. And I was like, what? Okay, cool. I was here for it. So I was able to do that. So it did drop on, uh, what was it? It dropped on Spotify on Monday and then I was able to get it onto Apple Podcasts today actually because there was like this weird communication thing between the two sites whatever. It's fine. We've got it figured out. So that's good. It was something that I was really hoping for, something that I really wanted to get done. And I did it. And I'm, it's, I'm proud of myself for it. When I was editing that last video, I was like, oh man, this is very edit happy, like er very edit heavy. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. That's the phrasing I was looking for. It was very edit heavy. I was, I was cutting and I was uh, deleting so much. It went from, I didn't realize, I thought it was a shorter episode uh, until I started editing. And then it was like, but it was like 30, 45 minutes long. Uh, I think 30 minutes long. So it was about 30 minutes long when I started editing. And then after I was done, it was like 10 minutes long, 10 minutes. And I think 37 seconds long, something like that. Which is, I kind of figured it was going to be that way. I kind of figured it wasn't. And like I said in the last episode, it wasn't going to be a long episode. This one, I'm I'm thinking it's probably going to be, I, I don't know. Let's see. We'll, we'll stop when it feels right. Just like when we're hanging out, right? So, yeah, it was super edit heavy and I was... Uh, and I was happy with the outcome of it. I was happy how it looked when it came, when it was done. I got some really good feedback from, from some of the people that support me and that have really pushed me to get things out and get those, get even a podcast done or get anything done that I set my mind to. These are the people who have supported me and really pushed me to do it. So I got really good feedback from them and that made me really happy. Uh, but there's only up to go from here because right now we're at the bottom, you know, we're just starting out. There's not a lot of exposure and that's fine because it's all a learning process. And that's what I love about this is that learning process of getting to that next level. Uh, anything happened to me this? Oh man. So this week, at, so at my job, I work at a, a drug and alcohol rehab. 
I love my job. I love what I do. I love getting to help people get from one area to another area. I uh, get from a place of hurting to a place of healing. Like that's one thing I love to do. I love, and I love to see it. When I did my job interview, uh, I want to say about two years ago, one thing that I told uh, my now boss is I told him that I love seeing people get that aha moment, that, that moment of clarity where they're like, Oh, that's how I do this. That's how this is done. Why haven't I gotten this yet? Oh my gosh. And it's just that aha moment. Aha. And it makes me so happy. It makes me joyful when I see somebody else start to get that. Now me, I, I don't have for personally, I don't have a background in, in, uh, drinking and, uh, doing drugs. Have I drank before? Yes. Have I done drugs before? Yes. Do I have a past? Absolutely. Uh, but I don't, when these people tell their stories, I'm like, oh man, that, that's rough. But, um, one of the things that I do in the position that I'm in is I have to go pick up medication for clients. And I had to go to a hospital, to the pharmacy and pick up these meds. And when I got there, it was, it was pretty busy. So I stood in line for a few minutes, got up and I checked in and they were like, oh yeah, so these meds are ready, but you have to wait about 20 minutes for these meds. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I'm, I get paid by the hour. I can absolutely wait. Uh, so I'm sitting there waiting about 20 minutes, 25 minutes goes by and my name still hasn't been called or the name of this client hasn't been called yet. So I was like, oh, okay, uh, I'll just go check. Just see, they said about 20 minutes, you know, it's been 25. So I go up and I check and they're like, oh yeah, it's going to take us about 20 more minutes. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. I mean, that that's fine. I'm just sitting here scrolling on, uh, you know, uh, TikTok, and, so I, I go back and I sit down and I, I start just reading, uh, cause I was tired of watching, uh, TikToks and just, you know, doom scrolling through my phone. And I realized that another 20 minutes has gone by. Okay. They still haven't called my name. Uh, the name still isn't up on the board. I'm gonna go check again. So I go up and I check. Oh yeah. I'm so sorry. Thank you for being patient. It's going to take about 20 more minutes. Okay. So I go, I sit down, sitting there waiting for a little while, uh, you know, 20 more minutes goes by, no name called. And I was like, what is happening? So I go up to the window again. Hey, you know, I don't mean to be a bother, but now I've been waiting for about an hour. And you guys said 20 minutes an hour ago. And they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. It's going to take another 45 minutes. What? 45 minutes? I didn't actually, I wasn't, I was fine. I was good with it. But, you know, thinking about it later, I was like, man, I waited a long time. So 45 minutes goes by, still no name call. And by this point, I'm not even going to ask. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait for as long as I need to at this point. So I'm waiting. 45 minutes goes by, no name called. Wait another 15 minutes, no name called, no name up on the board. And what the heck? Wait another 15 minutes. Still nothing. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get in line to pick up the meds because I'm going to pick up whatever meds they have ready because I have to get back to work. So I get, I get the, I get all the stuff, uh, in order. I get in line and I'm waiting and the line is so long. I'm waiting in this line for probably a good another 20 minutes. 
So I get up to the window and I say, hey, you know, I've been waiting for almost three hours now. Um, I need, and I was told 20 minutes. What can I, you know, can I pick up these mats? They're like, oh yeah, they've been, they've been ready for like an hour and a half. Y'all never called the name. I'll tell you what. All right. I'm not going to get mad at this person. It's not their fault. I hate it. Like, that's one thing I hate. I don't like getting mad at people who have nothing to do with your problem. Like, there's no reason for it. They, they're not, the, they might be the face of the company, the person that I'm seeing, but what are they going to be able to change? They're working hourly. They're doing what they can, just like I am. I'm not going to get mad at them. I'm not going to get upset and start yelling or, you know, tell this person off because all that's going to do is hurt their feelings and they're going to, or might hurt their feelings. I don't know. But I know how I feel when people have gone off on me for something that I have no control over. You know, I don't like it. I don't like that feeling. But it is what it is. So I picked up the meds, get back. Everything was good. Uh, the client that I was picking up for was super apologetic uh, and was really happy. I was happy that I got him. And realistically, you know, patience is a virtue. Patience is something that we build every day. Something that I really enjoy being able to build at times. And I've built it over time. With all the traveling that I've done uh, throughout, you know, the Western United States uh, in my early childhood and and everything, I, I had to learn to wait. Uh, so I was happy with it. I was good with it. Um, but while I was sitting there, I man, I will tell you what some people I was I was people watching like even more than I was watching TikTok or uh scrolling through Facebook or Instagram or anything else, I was people watching. And so as I'm sitting there waiting, I'm really just people watching more than anything else, just people watching. I really enjoy doing that. It's just something that I think is funny. I love watching how people work and how they move, but I will say I don't like being like the creepy guy that's just staring at everybody as they walk by. Uh, but I do love just kind of watching how people, uh, act and, and hearing, you know, snippets of their conversation. I'll tell you what I hate one phrase more than almost any other phrase. Let's circle back to that. Honestly, saying let's circle back to it is as bad as let's put a pin in that. I don't know. There might be a reason to say that, but it just... It sounds so like, I don't know. It sounds like so corporate, uh, HR appropriate, just bull crap. Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just whatever. It's fine. Everything is fine. It was just, you know, it's one of those things that gets to me and I'm like, oh God. Anyway. So I realized I get so excited. And I think I'm probably in the majority of people here. I get so excited when I find out I can do something or and when I figure something out that I had no idea beforehand how to do it. Uh, for, for example, I use my notes app in my phone and my iPad quite a bit. And I love just, I love that they speak to one another and I, I can write a note on my iPad and I can look on my phone and it's right there. One of the hardest things that I've been dealing, or one of, not hardest things, but one of the things that I've been dealing with is like, I want to type something up on my computer, which is a PC. And then I have to email it to myself or I have to do something else. And I, and then I have to change the format or whatever. Well, I just figured out that, or I figured out this week that I can actually go to, what is it? Uh, iCloud.com. 
yeah, iCloud.com, and I could open up my notes app in that, and then I could type up an entire note, or I can copy and paste, and I don't have to send it to myself. As soon as I'm done with it, it's saved on my phone and on my iPad. Oh man, I will tell you right now, the excitement level that I went to, I was like, can I do this? I can do this! Like, I was so happy. Oh, it was so exciting. I loved it. Loved it so much. Oh man, I'm so excited because my daughter is in the Lion King play at her school this weekend. And I I love it so much because, I, you know, I know it's going to come to a surprise to many, but I was a drama kid. I know, crazy, right? Weird. I don't seem like a drama kid at all. None the slightest. We won't reference the uh, the spitting out of water earlier. We don't need to bring everything up, guys. I'm so excited because one thing that's awesome is the fact that the director of the play is actually the teacher that I had for drama, and she was the director of all the plays when I was in school throughout the entire time from the sixth grade to the twelfth grade, like, till the uh, from the sixth grade till the time I graduated, and that was so awesome because I went through so many life transitions in that time. And she was there for all of it. She saw it all. And now my daughter gets to kind of go through the same thing. And she gets in that, that teacher gets to see another part of my life transition. And it's so awesome, which that actually got me to thinking about today's topic. And that's life transitions. Ooh, man, life transitions are something that, that all of us go through every single one of us. Uh, and we all have certain parts you know most of us most of us not everybody gets to experience the exact same life transitions and we all go through those life transitions differently uh you know unfortunately there there are deaths that happen and in that that's a transition in and of it in and of itself um and it's something that we all have to experience but we all we all go from being in the womb to being a part of life being a baby and that's a trend you know that's a transition that you know, thankfully, none of us remember or very few of us remember. I guess there are some people that remember being born. That's weird to me. I would not want to remember that. So then we get a little bit older and we turn into we go from children, you know, from babies to children, from children to teenagers, from teenagers to adults, then from adult like young adults to older adults to old adults. And then we go we transition from we transition into a place of death, you know, the, you know, the sunset of our lives. And I, and I, there's a lot of us that experience that I've experienced so far. I've experienced from uh birth to child, to teenager, to adult, to young adult, or to, you know, to young adult, uh, to older adult. I remember so many people that, that said, you know, as I was growing up, I didn't think I was going to make it to 20. And these were people that I was around, so I was like, what made you think you weren't going to make it to 20? And then there were other people I didn't think I was going to make it to 30. And those, some of those people, I was like, yeah, I'm amazed you made it to 32. Let's, let's get you to 40 now. Uh, some of those people we've lost. Some of those people are still going. Some of those people are not thriving, but they are surviving. But there are those that are actually thriving. They're doing really well. Kids that I went to high school with that are adults now, my same age as me. Uh, they're thriving and they're doing great. And I'm so happy for them. I get so excited sometimes when, when I see something from their life is going really well, it makes me really happy because I always wanted the, I always wanted for the best for everyone that was around me. 
I always wanted everyone to do well. So with those life transitions, we actually, we have with those major ones that we go through, there are a lot of other ones that I would consider major. Uh, I would almost consider them, you know, those core memories, uh, that they really define who we are. And, and really what defines us is not the life transition itself, but is actually the way that we process getting through it, the way that we get through those life transitions. I will say there have been many times in a life transition that I've gone through that I railed against it, that I did not want to go through this transition. I, I did not go through it well. I did not come through it very, like I did not look good on the other side. I was beaten. I was bruised. But you know what? I got through it. I got to the other side and I was happy with that. Now, uh, one huge life transition for me was when I went from being a single guy, a bachelor, to being married and having a kid. So I was going, I went from being a being single with no children to now I was not only a husband, but I was a father basically overnight. Even though me and this this woman had been together for about nine months, eight, you know, nine, ten months before we decided to get married, we were to get uh we actually had a very fast wedding. Uh like we planned it out really fast. Uh and it was only two months of an engagement, which is I will tell you what, that is a fast engagement. The whole process, we were married, we were went from now we're dating to now we're married in less than a year, like zero to a hundred, real fast there. Uh, and so I will say like that life transition was really hard for me. I went through such a hard time because I was still in this little boy, Larry mentality so much of the time. And I was trying to figure out, okay, how do I transition? And unfortunately, like realistically, I look back on a lot of those times and I'm like, dude, grow up, man, grow up, come on. And I do, I look back on those times and, and I don't have regret in those times because I learned a lot from them. I couldn't be the man I am today without having gone through those things. But I will say that if I look back and I could go back and tell my, my younger self anything, it's, hey, it's time to grow up, man. Because there was so much that I went through and that if I would have been looking at it through the, the eyes of being a husband and a father, I would have been able to get through it so much better and with so much more tact and grace. And that's really what I wanted. I really wanted that. Now, unfortunately, uh, we ended up getting divorced. My, my now ex-wife and I, we ended up getting a divorce, but it was about 10 years later. We ended up having, so she had, uh, my oldest daughter, uh, who yes, is my stepdaughter, my bonus daughter, whatever you want to call her. Um, we, we had her, but we had five other children on top of that. They're beautiful and amazing. All six of them are amazing children. I love them so much. Uh, but it took me a long time not to love them, but to learn how to be the best father I could be. And unfortunately I messed up with my oldest daughter so much. I messed up so much with her. Lost my, lost, oh, lost my everything on her. And it like just, it lost my temper constantly on her. And that was something that I, I, again, I, I regret. So I try not to look back on my life with too much regret that is one thing that I can say I regret. That's one thing that I can say I don't like that I did. 
but I can't go back and change that now. All I can do now is change who I am now. So going through the divorce, that was actually one of the things that really, I believe, defined who I am today. Because divorce didn't make me hate marriage. It didn't make me hate, oh, I don't love marriage is dumb. You know, being married to anybody is stupid. It's just a piece of paper, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Other people might think that. And I don't look down on you if you do think that. Because that's your that's your own thoughts. That's your own opinion. That's okay. Me, though, I think that it, I, as a Christian man, I am somebody who I look at marriage as, as holy matrimony. I, I look at it as something very special that I'm, that I'm choosing to partner my life with this person. Now, going through the divorce that we went through, it ripped the two of us apart so much that it didn't, again, it didn't make me hate being married. It didn't hate, make me hate marriage. It actually made me hate divorce that much more because I started thinking as I, you know, going through this divorce, thinking about how much this is really splitting the family and splitting those things. Now, are we happier and healthier on the other side? I don't want to speak for her, even though she is now one of my absolute best friends. I don't want to speak for her. So I'm going to speak for myself. She is one of my absolute best friends, but I know that for me, I'm in a much healthier headspace than I was that entire time. And that's nothing to do with her. That's not a her issue. That's a me issue. That's a Jeremy issue. And I think that through that, in that life transition, that's one thing that I started realizing is that I have to take on the things that are me, the things that are my problem, and I need to not put them off on her if they're not a her problem. And with that, it goes also in reverse. I don't take on the things that are hers as my own. That's not my problem. That's her problem. Now, am I, am I there for her? Will I listen? And will I, you know, if I can, I will help. Yes. But I don't let it become a codependent relationship where my, my attitude is based on how she's feeling that day. It's nothing like that. When we are married, absolutely. And when I, you know, if I do get into another relationship, if that does happen, then you know, I, I will do everything I can not to allow it to become a problem, uh, where, where codependency is something that happens because that's, that's, that's something I don't want ever. I don't, I think that if anybody is struggling with codependency, then you should probably seek help. And I, and I don't say that in like a, you need help type of way. I say that in a way that codependency is so unhealthy because you're, you're making this person, you're putting them on this pedestal that realistically they shouldn't be on in your life. Now, do I think that we should be putting our, our partners on pedestals and, and protecting them and loving them? Yes, and that goes both ways. I'm not just talking about men or women. I believe that it's both of our jobs and in a relationship that we protect our partner. We're there for our partner. We don't ever leave our partner behind, especially in a fire. <clears throat> However, we do need to make sure that whatever they're going through, we're not also putting ourselves through because that's not going to help them get through it. I know that if I'm going through surgery, if I'm going, if I'm getting this life-saving procedure done, I don't want the surgeon to also be getting surgery. That that also puts like a hero complex on our partners saying it that way, so it's a little weird. So I want to just kind of dial that back because our partner is not there to save us. Our partner is not there to 
fix us. That's really not what we're supposed. I don't believe that we're supposed to be doing that. It's not my job to fix anyone. It's not anyone's job to fix me. It's my job to take the word, take the steps to do the work to be able to fix those things so that my partner, whoever that is, if that is something that happens in the future, it's not their job to fix me. It's not my job to fix them. I don't want my future partner to have a project and I don't want a few, I don't want a project in the future. Now, while we're together, we are going to go through things and things are going to happen and we will work through them together. And I hope that that's something that you do. If you are in a relationship, that's awesome. If that's something you do, great. If you're in a very codependent relationship where you are codependent on this person and this person is codependent on you, y'all need to take some steps to break that codependency to create healthy boundaries. If your partner is upset, it does not automatically mean you need to be upset. Now, with that being said, there is a little bit of a caveat to that because you will need to take the steps to, I know that if I'm hurting, if I'm going through, you know, very deep depression, I don't necessarily want my partner to come in and be laughing and making jokes and making fun of me, whatever. I don't like, that's not something that I think is appropriate either. There are levels. If I'm, if I'm in mourning, because like, let's say when my grandfather died, if people were making jokes and laughing about it, there is an appropriate level to it. But I wanted to, when I was really hurting because my, you know, my grandpa, the, the man who, he didn't raise me, but he was the one of the only examples of a man that I had in my life. When he passed away, it hurt. It broke my heart. So when I was in that time of mourning, I wanted people around me that would mourn as well with me. Um, so, you know, there's, there's, definitely, there's definitely levels to all of that. There's levels to what we go through, how we go through them, what we do in those times. And I think that those are some of the things that really have defined me in those life transitions. And what they've done is really caused me to grow more and more and be able to step into that next level, step into that next role. Uh, I had a meeting with, uh, with my pastor this last weekend, and he told me, he was like, please don't bite off more than you can chew. And I really had to be introspective about that. And I, I will tell you, I love being introspective. I love looking into myself and, and looking at those things. And I was like, when he said it, and for my knee-jerk reaction was, I never bite off more than I can chew. And then I had to think about it. And he he expounded on a bit. And I was like, oh man, yeah, I totally do that. I totally bite off more than I can chew. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But I will say that with that, it is something that I've been working on for some time now is making sure that I'm not biting off more than I can chew. Like with the podcast, one of the things that it took me, it took me so long to even get it started was because I was like, well, I don't, I want to make sure that if I start doing a podcast that I put one out regularly, that I can really start doing it. You know, so biting off more than I could chew is something that I've done for a very long time. It's something that I've really done more than I want to admit. We're not going to get into like all the examples uh, because there's none that I really want to share. Uh, not because I'm shameful of them or anything. I just, they're not something that I feel is necessary right now. But uh, there have definitely been times in my life where that is something that I do. I bite off more than what I can chew. It's I, I do more 
than what I should be doing. And then when things start going well, I'm like, oh, wait, in my life, I things aren't supposed to go well. They're not supposed to go right. If they're going right, then there's something wrong. And if they're going right for too long, there's really something wrong because things aren't supposed to go right in my life. And I will say that is a very passive aggressive melodramatic thing to say, man, it is so like, why would you say that? And because of that, because of that melodrama, like thinking melodramatic thinking, I get into this place of self-destruction and I'm like, oh, well, it's not doing what I'm supposed to, what it's supposed to be doing. No, I'm just going to start, you know, I, I, I start doing things to stop it from working. And then when it stops working, I'm like, oh, well, see, there it is. That's what it is. That's how life is. No, man. If you just took the time to keep working at it, you might go, you go through ups and downs. Everything in life is an up and a down. Everything in life is about balance. So with life being a balance, when I, when things are going well for me, I think that things are out of balance. So I really take, I really take that and I'm like, oh, I'm going to self-destruct this. I don't want it to go well, even though I do. I want things to go well for myself. I don't think that there's anybody who really thinks I don't want life to go well for me. I want life to be crap. And if you are somebody who wants your life to be absolute garbage, there's probably something there. There's probably something that we need to look into. Not we, but you uh, should look into because your life is not just supposed to go terribly. There are ups and downs. It's not all a down, you know, downhill. I still don't understand that phrase downhill because when you talk about going downhill, it's an easy ride. Like you're like, woo, you don't have to pedal. It's not hard. But when people talk about, Oh, they're going downhill fast. It means that they're going to crash. So it's, I don't know. It's weird. I don't fully understand it, but whatever. It's not for me to understand. So this, that, that is something that I think that is very important for us to look into because I know that for me, I've gone through times where I'm like, Life is just supposed to be garbage. Life is supposed to be bad. And it's one one thing that happens is like when I'm trying to eat right or when I'm really trying to focus on my health, on it, on my, my physical health, I really start getting to a place of discouragement. You know, the scale's not moving as fast as I want it to. And this is much further in the past. Like this is over 10 years ago that I've done this. Uh, no, I'm sorry. That's a lie. It's been, it, it, I've done it within the last five years. Um, oof, that's rough. That's, oh, I don't like thinking about that. But it is what it is, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I you get in, I get into these head spaces where I'm like, well, it's not going the way I want it to. Oh, well, life is going to be crap anyway. So I might as just, might as well just eat what I want to eat, live how I want to live. And unfortunately, those are the times that I actually balloon back up. And because you can ruin a month's worth of, you know, eating right and exercising with one bad weekend. Uh, and for me, that's something that I've really gotten into. And it's been horrible in so many senses because what I do is then I go out and I, I'll buy that, you know, gallon of ice, not a gallon, like a 
pint of ice cream. Half gallon. Not the biggest size, but not like the smallest size you can buy, like the next size up. I don't know. I don't know all the sizes anymore. Um, I don't really eat ice cream anymore. I don't eat a lot of sweets anymore. I was eating something sweet uh, the other day, and I was like, I don't like it. <laughs> uh, and that's that's definitely another part of my life transition right now is that I'm the foods that I'm like that I like are changing again, and that's something that's absolutely crazy to me because with with those light with that life transition uh of like or that taste trend this isn't necessarily a life transition it's a taste transition where i'm not liking sweet like i don't like something that's overly sweet if i'm going to eat something that ha that is sweet i want it to just have a mild flavor i want it to have a mild uh sweetness to it but i want so the mild flavor is wrong but i want it to have like a good flavor but mild sweetness um like a oh savory oh like sweet and savory oh i am here for it salt and sweet oh man now i will say one of the things that i do like that is sweet is i love salted caramel because i do feel like uh the salt actually does counteract a lot of the sweet that's in it because caramel is very sweet uh caramel 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 feels like it's the right word to say but caramel is is it feels actually it feels like it's the lazy way to say it anyway whatever excuse that cut everybody like i said at the beginning of the episode i'm getting over being sick uh between episode one and two and i i had a coughing bout and it was disgusting it was there was a lot of stuff that came up we're not going to get it too into it but man woo, that was a lot I don't even remember where I was at. I know we're talking about life transitions, but I don't remember exactly where we're at. Uh, so, you know, I just thinking about life transitions and how we go through them and how those life transitions define who we are, but realistically, how we get through those life transitions really defines who we are as people. Right now, I feel like and I know that hindsight is 2020. So in a year, like I said in the last podcast, we're going to look back and see if this statement is true. I believe that right now is a life transition for me. I believe that this is the start of a life transition. I'm really excited for it. And yes, like I said in the last episode, I am scared for it. I'm scared of what that's going to bring. And I think we there's always a fear of the unknown. We always have fear of what is this going to look like? You know, I remember going from, you know, the one of the scariest times for me was going from a teenager to an adult, from 17 to 18 years old. I was so terrified of what it was going to be like to be an adult. You know, it, it, those that silly fear, I can look back now and say it's silly, of, you know, I'm going to have to, when I work, I don't get summer vacations. You know, I don't get two months off, three months off at, when I start working. I'm going to be working the rest of my life. And I I will say like that, even though, yes, that that's a silly fear, like it's something that, it's very, it's almost mind boggling to me. Now, had I worked before that, like a little bit here and there, like I, I really didn't work at a, at a place before that, like that I got a W2 at anything like that. It was all under the table, like just doing odd jobs for people. But then when I turned 18, 
that's and I was like, okay, well, now it's now I've got to really start thinking about moving out, getting my own place, really establishing who I am as a person. Am I going to go to college? Am I going to go straight into the work field? Am I going to take some time off of school and keep doing the same thing that I was doing? And I didn't have somebody in my life to really help me with that decision. You know, my mom, as great as my mom is, she's amazing. She was an amazing mother. She really taught me so much. She didn't really know what my next steps were. And she and our mothers and our fathers can't really tell us what to do. But I didn't have mentors in my life telling me like, hey, the net, let's take the next step together. I think that this is something you'd be good at. I didn't really have that. You know, one thing I thought about doing was it was becoming an actor. I thought about going to Hollywood and becoming an actor because that was something I would, you know, being in drama from the time I was in sixth grade all the way till the time I graduated. And even before that, anytime there was a school production, I was a part of it, no matter what school I was in. Um, But, you know, I didn't I didn't know. I didn't know what that was going to look like, what it was going to look like from transitioning from being a, a, a relative child to being now I'm an adult. I'm an adult in the eyes of society. And now I have to do what I have to do what I can to establish myself. Now I thought, like I said, I thought, uh, I thought about going to Hollywood, you know, becoming an actor. And then as I thought about it, I was like, I don't know if I want to do that. Now I thought I thought about okay, maybe I'll travel. And I actually got a job um when I turned, I want to say I when I a couple of years later, like I had worked at a couple of places, but I got a job at this place when I was 20 where I was making really good money for that time. And all of my bills added up to less than two hundred dollars a month. I was living, you know, with some roommates and um all of all of all of our bills were less than two hundred dollars each. And so I was like, I was living, I was making really good money at the time. I was making like $5 over minimum wage at the time. Uh, I was a single guy. I paid less than $200 a month for uh, all of my bills. And, you know, and that includes gas for my truck at the time, all this stuff. So I was like, you know what I want to do is I want to save up enough so that I can travel for a year, travel the U S because the U S is a huge place. As many of us know, it's a, it's a huge place. You know, it takes, what is it like 36 hours to drive from California to New York. And that's with just driving. I don't remember what the cannonball run is, but that was something I wanted to do. I didn't want to do the cannonball run, but I wanted to drive the route. And I think it's route 66. I'm not positive on that though. So like, don't, don't uh, crush me in the comments. Uh, if that is what it is, uh, or if it's not, I don't know. Um, I don't really know now I, I did look into it a lot more, but I wanted to travel for, you know, a year or two and just travel and, and have the money for my savings. And I had saved up quite a bit and, and just go. And then if I wanted to earn a couple of dollars or there was an opportunity to do something, I wanted to be able to do that. Um, but then my life transitioned in a way that I didn't expect it to, but something that I would never go back now and change. And that was, I became a husband and a father. Sometimes life transitions are so unexpected. I know that for me, it was. It was very unexpected. I did not expect to go from being that single guy, that bachelor, 
to now I'm a husband and now I'm a father and realizing this is what I was meant to do. Being able to do this, I can travel later in my life. I can travel with my children later in life. And it was so beautiful and it was amazing. And looking back, I would not change it at all. Do I, do I wish that I could have traveled? Do I wish that I would have, uh, even early on in, in my marriage, in my first marriage? Yes. I do wish that we would have done more because then I wasn't working. I wasn't working. I wasn't working at that place anymore. We had money in savings. I had money from unemployment because I did not leave there on the best terms, uh, but I did, I, I do wish that we could go back and travel. But again, I don't regret not doing that because there were a lot of things that were really good in that time. And I think that for me, there was, there's so many times where we really, we need to take a step back when we're going through those hard times and we need to say, okay, what do I need to do now? What's the next step? Because that might just be a life transition time for you. Not everything is always going to be, not everything is going to be easy all the time. And if it's, if it's too easy, is it really worth doing? I can't, I can't speak for you, but I know that for me, if it's too easy, most of the time it's not worth it. That's the way, that's the way things have shown up in my life quite a bit. Now there are things that have happened that are easy and they are worth it. But for the vast majority of things in my life, if it's too easy, it's not worth it. If it's not easy and I have to work for it, it is worth it. Because then I also value it more on the other side. So uh, that's, that's all I've got for today's episode, y'all. I want to thank you guys so much. If you could, if this if this has impacted you in any way, I would ask, like, follow, subscribe, whatever it is. Share this to your friends if it impacted you at all or if you feel like it's something they need to hear. You guys are amazing. Life is a journey, so let's get to it. If you haven't heard it yet today, you are worth it. I'll see you in the next episode.